Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Hardcore Podcast. This is episode 27, and I'm your host, Robert Melton. And I am your co-host, Christopher Norwood. So How like, are you, man? I'm, Let's start with that. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Not bad, not bad. Sweet, sweet. Same, same seas. Okay, cool. I'm doing pretty good, too. Thanks for interrupting my freaking intro. I just thought, you know, the people would want to know, like, how we're doing. Well, I'm alive. Yeah. Amen. 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 That's God, baby. Love that. That's God. (laughs) So, like, check it out, dude. In preparation for this new Star Wars game coming out, it's called, like, Jedi Survivor or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. We're, like, totally going to do a Star Wars episode, like, right now. Whoa, what are the odds? Because, like, May the 4th is, like, coming out, and this episode will be, like, releasing a few days before then. So, like, we should just do, like, a Star Wars episode. Dude, I'd totally suck off George Lucas. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That billionaire daddy. How old is George Lucas? Oh, he's got to be, like... 67. That's my guess. He's older than, like, 20. Definitely. I mean, and like you're less, not wrong. He's like younger than 100. So it's like somewhere in between yeah, yeah. is safe to say. Yeah. Like I'd bet on that. Mm-hmm. Those are good odds. Those are betting odds. But realistically, like Star Wars came out in the 70s. So I'm thinking like 60, 67. That's what I'm going to say. That's my guess. I really I'm gonna, don't know. I'm going to say he's like really 75, 75 at least. The first number that came to mind was 71, but then I was like, George uh, Lucas age. Oh, 78. Oh, my God. Hey, man. Oh, also, did you see that? Um, so what is today? The 27th. Did you see that Jerry Springer pass? I did. He's 79, yeah. Dang. Was 79. Yeah. What the fuck? What's his name? What's the actor's name for Han Solo? Harrison Ford? Yeah, yeah. I know he's up there, too. I think he's 80-something. Yeah. Fuck. I forgot about age. 80, 80 years oh, 80. old, dude. That's yeah. He's nuts. killing it. Look at that. Look at that picture. I know. Still like acting. If he's 80 or like upper 70s in that picture, he's killing it. Maybe not that one. <laughs> um, the yeah. one with like the, the beard. He was killing it there. Um, so yeah, today we are doing a Star Wars episode. Yeah. So we're going to talk about new games that have been announced. Not that they were just newly announced. They've been announced for like a few months. Right. Um, we're going to talk about like our memories, like our favorite games. And then, yeah, we're going to dig a little bit into um, Jedi Fallen Order and preparation for Survive, which comes out, I think by the time this podcast releases, it will already be out. Yes. I think it comes out literally tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Um, you want to start with the new game announcements? Uh, yes. Go ahead. All right. So we have a bunch of new games that have like recently-ish been announced, but a lot of them are untitled. So I think there's seven in all, but I'm only covering six because one's a mobile game and fuck mobile games. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Yeah. 100%. So obviously we have Knights of the Old Republic remake. Like everyone's hyped for that. Very, very hyped. Um, so yeah, that one's going to be sick. And that one is titled. We know that. <laughs> we know it's going to be huh. called Knights of the Old Republic. Um, but there's no release day. And I don't think there's it's been like verified that there's an actual like developer because what i looked like the news that i found was they think it's going to be this like um like develop develop uh the developing company oh i didn't even but it wasn't sure they weren't sure so i don't know if that's like confirmed or not 
That's pretty interesting. Um, Not even knowing who it is. Yeah. So another one that we actually have the name for is uh, Star Wars Eclipse. So this is a story-focused and decision-driven game from the developer Quantic Dream. You may have heard of them. Uh, they made uh, Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human. Uh, we probably have ways to go before this game is released, and we know very little, but we do know that this game takes place during the High Republic era, which is a time featuring the Jedi Order and the Republic at the height of their power. Mm. So I want to say... I want to say this is like even before the Old Republic. I could be... I could be wrong with that, but I remember, like, the High Republic is, is pretty new, and I thought I had read that this was, like, years before the Old Republic, but it could be after. Either oh. way, it's either in the middle there or even before the Old yeah. Republic. But this takes place, you know, years before, like, the, uh, you know, the saga. Um, so we have an untitled Star Wars FPS game, and that's also being made by Respawn Entertainment. So those are the that's the team that did uh, Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor. So again, aside from Jedi Survivor, Respawn Entertainment is also working on an untitled Star Wars FPS game. Peter Hirschman is leading the project as game director, which is good news for fans of the original Battlefront games, mm. which we are going to talk a decent amount on because when it comes to Star Wars, um, I would say I'm... I'd say I'm a fairly casual fan. Do yeah. you consider yourself a big Star Wars fan? Big? No. I'm pretty casual. Pretty casual. But when it came to like the OG Battlefront games, like those oh, were yeah. some of the best from that generation of consoles. Of course. Um, so, yeah, we have the Untitled Star Wars FPS game. We have an Untitled Star Wars strategy game. Um, Star Wars game that will have a lot of XCOM and Civilization influence coming from a new developer studio called Bit Reactor. So, if you're into that, like I know your brother Raymond is big into games like that, more oh, yeah. strategy-based games, um, maybe up his alley. We have an untitled Star Wars open-world game being developed by Ubisoft using their own Snowdrop engine. This open-world stars This... Blah. This open-world Star Wars game will have its own original story. And that's all we really know about it. Oh, okay. We don't know much. But, you know, grain of salt, it's Ubisoft. Like, yeah. I've never really been impressed with their titles. Like what they put out, just because they fucking, like, rush the shit out of it. Um, but there's a few decent, like, Assassin's Creed games, because Ubisoft is really known for, like, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And there's a few of those that I enjoyed. And lastly, there is an untitled Star Wars action adventure game. If I was to be, if I had to choose which one I'm most excited for, it would probably be this one. So this is being developed by Skydance New Media and having Amy Hennig as, at the helm, who is a video game writer and director who is best known for her work on Jack and Dexter and Uncharted. So yeah, oh. she used to work for Naughty Dog and now she works with this company. Okay. So yeah, those are the um, the new games that we have coming out in most of them probably the distant future. Yeah. But who knows? Some of those, like, I feel like maybe the earliest would be the Knights of the Old Republic remake. I, I imagine because that got announced a while back. Yeah. Um, but of course, that is a pretty big game. That's a big game. And again, like Ubisoft is developing one of them and they like really just hammer those games out. Oh yeah, we'll see you next year. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then the year following, we'll have the sequel. Yeah. The year following. Um, but yeah, no. Again, that's all the uh, new Star Wars announcements we have. So, you want to talk about some Star Wars memories? Like some games we played growing up? <clears throat> sure. Or just yeah. movies? You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you... Uh, I see you have... You know, we can go in, like, chronological order. So, I see you have Phantom Menace for the PS1. Sure do. That is a game I have not played. Do you have fond memories with Phantom Menace? Um, I'll be honest. I have a memory that sticks out that I've definitely told you before. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. But I do remember the game being really fun. And mm-hmm. this is a game for the PS1. Like, pretty much simultaneously to... Or whenever... The movie came out, you know, so like oh, 2000, okay. 2001, yeah. I assume. Yeah. Because the movie is like 1999. 1999, I think. Yeah. But I remember the game being really fun and it was like an action adventure style, kind of, not really open world, but kind of gives mm-hmm. that feel. Um, but it was also one of those games where you can just save anywhere. Okay. So. That's always I, nice. I have a memory of like. I think I might have been like in like an elevator mm-hmm. or something and I saved and I was like low health. Oh damn. And I get out of there and I think that was the fight with Darth Maul and I just kept dying and there's no way for me to get health. So my save was essentially fucked. You like, was it like save locked? Yeah. <laughs> you were safe. So there was nothing I could do. Yeah. Cause you were a little chap then. Like oh, now yeah. we know like, hey, you got to have multiple saves. Yeah. But you're a little, little chap and you're just like, Oh, one save should be fine. I can save yep. whatever. I'm good. I, uh, There's gotta be health up here. <laughs> yeah. So I think going into like oblivion and Skyrim after that, I was like, Oh, I'll never let that shit happen again. Oh gosh. Especially <laughs> since like data corruption was a big thing yeah. with, with those games. And, but yeah, um, that's, that's stuck with me. Uh, for you know my entire life because <laughs> that was the time in gaming where whenever there was a big blockbuster movie there was always like hey there's a game yeah. for this there's a game for this and i mean there's no better franchise than like star wars to like continue that with yeah so, and i i don't remember if i ever dropped this game or if i ended up beating it but that is just like the one memory that's just like i've held on to mm-hmm. and phantom menace was like a big deal because oh yeah you know, that that prior was the, to that, there wasn't, you know, when was, I'm, I'm curious when prior to Phantom Menace, when was the last Star Wars movie? Well, the fourth movie, the first movie technically was the 77, I think when it came mm, out. Damn. So I assume the last like seven like 80s. or sorry. Yeah. Maybe it had to be like the eighties. Right. So over 10 years, maybe 10 to 15 years Episode or six, more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the resurgence of Star Wars just yeah. fucking massive with the Phantom Menace. And that was a good movie. I mean, a I, lot of people shit on the yeah, prequels. I was going to say that. A lot of people shit on this movie in particular. But I remember really enjoying it yeah. as a kid. And I like, Kansas and I were going to like go through all the Star Wars, like everything. Mm-hmm. And we didn't make it too far. Um, but we did I remember that watch actually. The Phantom Menace and like, I really enjoyed it. It's a good movie, dude. You you see the origin of fucking Darth Vader. Yeah. Like and again, casual awesome. fan here. Um what's it called? Pod racing? Yeah. Yeah, that was so dope. Pod racing was cool. And that has its own dedicated game. I don't think Squadrons. I may have rented that. No, I know they had like a Oh, there's a, a bunch racing. of pod racing games. There's I, so many. 
because we used to um, rent a lot from Blockbuster, and I want to say I rented that game because um, I can like vividly picture the Nintendo sixty four like cartridge yeah. as well as the box. Um, but yeah, Phantom Menace was such a big deal. I remember the advertising and just like the marketing for it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when, like, McDonald's and Blockbusters, they used to give you, like, the big giant cups? Yep. And they were, like, mm-hmm. you know, br- branded with, like, Star Wars or whatever movie was coming out. And I just remember there being so many of these cups and just so many, you know, you go to 7-Eleven, you get a Slurpee, you can pay a little extra to get that, like, character on the top. <laughs> um, Damn, they don't do shit like that anymore. I know, unfortunately. I think the last one I've seen, because I remember my cousin, he has, uh, well, Colton, he had a Winter Soldier. Oh. Um, like Slurpee Cup. And I don't even know if they do that anymore. Interesting. But, yeah. That was a cool time to be alive. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. No, I haven't played this game, but Phantom Menace. Sick. It's a hidden gem. Hidden gem. You would I say think, it's a hidden gem? I think so. Okay. Like, I don't ever hear anybody talk about this game. Yeah. But I definitely had fun playing it. Do you think it, would, it aged well? Do you think it would age well? Uh, that's a good question. If I you don't were know. To pick it up tomorrow. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I bet you know where not to save. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say maybe. I, I'm sure it's still playable. Like people, in my opinion, Final Fantasy VII did not age well at all. Like right. that game looks like absolute dog shit compared to like. I think that's a fact. A 2D game <laughs> before its time. A game. Definitely looks like absolute dog shit. Yeah. But I think this game was definitely better looking than that. And that was like a few years later. Well, yeah. Again, if this is like 99, this is probably towards the end of the PS1 like yeah. life cycle. For sure. Because I think even in 99, 2000, that's when the PS2 like was released. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to look it up. Phantom Menace PS1. Release date. Walkthrough. We're going to go through the entire walkthrough. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it was 99. So it came out Ooh. pretty like simultaneous with the... Oh, wow. I am... Uh... Oh, that's the movie. Okay. I'm just curious what this looks like. I'm going to... Sick, sick. Turn that off. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, it doesn't look terrible, dude. It looks pretty freaking good hmm. for its time. Like Final Fantasy VII don't look like this. Fucking get it, Obi. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Interesting, like, perspective. Mm-hmm. It's like Diablo perspective. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, pretty dope. I was a fan. Nice. What about you? completely you? skipped over... The Clone Wars video game, and you went straight to oh, Revenge of the Sith. One hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think I ever played that game. I don't even think I ever. Knew there was about it. a Clone Wars game, right? Uh huh. Yeah, okay. there was. Because I definitely. I don't even know I what it looks like. I didn't play that either. No. Yeah. Um, I imagine that one had to have come out on the like PS2 or that generation of console. Um, but I actually did play Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And I have don't remember much about it, but I know that I have fond memories playing it because that was a co-op game. You could go through the whole game, couch co-op, yep. and I remember me and my dad going through that. Surprisingly enough, I went through that with my little brother. Oh. Yeah. That is pretty surprising. Oh, dang, PS3. Yeah. 
Hold on, it was on the PS3? Actually, did I put that? No. I'm sure it got ported over, I guess. But it was definitely on the PS3? I don't know. I'm not Damn, 100% Already not. much. Yeah, I thought it was definitely PS2. Yeah, I, I know for sure it was PS2. I don't know why yeah, I put Because that would have had to have been ported like years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so already, yeah, like I fucking, next generation of console looking so much better. Yeah, like I love a leveling system, like experience-based. Mm-hmm. This game looks yeah. so fucking good, dude. Yeah, this game does look really good. And again, I remember it being good. Like, this was fun. And then you just follow through the story of episode three. Mm-hmm. Which, in my opinion, had the best story. Sorry, Star Wars nerds, if you disagree with that. Nerds. Dark side and casual. Best that's a casual fan opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is fan. true. <laughs> that is very true. It had the most action. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think that opinion is shared by many. So I think you're good. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, all right, so big, big shame on me. Especially <clears throat> coming from like RPG guy. Didn't really get into Knights of the Old Republic. One or two. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I want to go back and play them, but especially when these games were, like, released, they just went right over my head. Like, I don't know what I was doing. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to beat up some baddies. I mean, these games are huge. Um, the battle system was fucking weird. Um, it's still weird, and it still doesn't really make sense. It's really interesting. I tried to look into it one time, and it has, like, a and esque like, dice rolling system right. to it. Yeah. Like, it's pretty complex. But these games have a lot of love. Huge fan base, oh, yeah. as we see. You know, there's a... I mean, the story's great. A remake in the works. The story stemmed, like, probably one of the coolest characters in Star Wars, which oh, is yeah. Revan. Revan. Yeah. Revan. Who is, like, now officially canon. Yeah. It's been a few years, but, like, he's officially canon. So, interested to see how they, like, kind of, you know, like, tell more of his story throughout. Yeah. Yeah, I want to, um, that's one of the games I'm most excited for to come out is Knights of the Old Republic. Old Republic remake. Yeah. Like in general or just like in general from the Star Wars games. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I would just love that. I would love to play these games just updated. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, these single, are every single one of these. They're pretty ugly games, you know, for the most part. Yeah. All right, let's um let's skip over Battlefront, Battlefront Two, okay. Um, just because I feel like we can talk on that for a little while. So the Force Unleashed One and Two, did you play these? Yes. I mean, they're they're on your list. I'm guessing you did play. Them. Did. did you beat them? I did. Yeah. Oh, you, you beat both. Mm-hmm. I actually oh. beat two not that long ago. Oh shoot! Because I again, these were games that I rented. I I think I may have beat the first one. I don't know if I beat the second one. Yeah. But I do want to go back and play these because. Starkiller was such a cool character. Starkiller is the coolest non-canon character. Yeah, he's just so fucking powerful. Yeah. Um, and this game had a lot of really cool like cutscenes. Uh, just the combat. Oh yeah. The hack and slash was just like really well done. Yeah, you feel very OP in this game. Yeah. Like I remember the like the trailers early on. It just like really made you want to play this game because mm-hmm. you could like you know, force grab someone and just like control them and like throw them through walls and shit. And I was like, what? Yeah. This is crazy. I remember correctly. There was a good bit of customization too. I definitely don't remember. I know you could customize your lightsaber. 
Yeah. I don't know if that was just like the second one, the first one. I'm pretty sure there's outfits also. Um, hmm. But, I mean, fucking underhanded, dual-wielded lightsabers, oh, dude. yeah. Because I mean, wouldn't he so also dope. have one, like, just normally and then one underhanded, like, kind of switch and stuff? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Casual fan here. Casual fans here. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I barely remember the story. I just know, uh, like, something about a clone. He's like yeah, a clone. Yeah, he's like or at least Vader's the second apprentice. One. Yeah. Like, kind of, like, Then you fight, fight apprentice. Vader. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I want to really say there's cool. like multiple endings of the second one because again Colton was a he was big into these games. Yeah, probably. Um, Lego Star Wars. Did you play this? Um, I think I played it at a buddy's house. Like go through the game now. Nah. Because I, I know there's different ones, but I'm just I think yeah. There's I'm, so many, especially we have like a new one that came out not too long ago, like oh, a year or two. Interesting. The Skywalker Saga. It's pretty much oh, okay. like a remake of all of it. Oh, I see. But it has like the newer episodes and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I think I've only played the like the original Lego Star Wars the OG ones. Yeah, and yeah, that these. I also played with my little brother. Yeah, these games again, from what I remember, they were really fun. You know, all the Lego games have like mm-hmm. are are charming. Yeah, I mean, you, um, it's very like, like I was going to say cutesy, but they're like there's a lot of humor involved. Yeah, a lot of humor. It's very, it is cheesy. I mean, you're literally just playing as a damn Lego in this universe. Like, I remember reading, um, I think it was for the newest one that came out, the uh, Skywalker Saga. And it was them about to initiate, initiate like, Order 66, but he accidentally initiates Order 67, and it's like a dance party. So, like, they're, like, they're like dancing. That's in one of the games? <laughs> I think so, yeah. That's hilarious. I remember seeing that. Um, like, a video of that. But, yeah, like, that's what the, the Lego games in general are known for. Um, but, yeah, again, I remember it being a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of customization with this. There's oh. a lot of characters that you can yeah. be. Um, a lot of replayability. You get your money's worth from this game mm-hmm. in particular. Same with like Knights of the Old Republic. There's just so much to do. Yeah. Um. So that leaves us with Battlefront and Battlefront 2. Okay. Now this is when I really kind of hopped in the fucking Star Wars gaming scene. Only a few years ago? No, the OG ones. <laughs> okay. OG. Got to specify here. <laughs> yeah, fuck those new ones. I didn't even play them. But EA them. Battlefront. EA. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, freaking, I would have to say, well, which one do you think you like more? <laughs> Two? What the Easy. fuck? What kind of question <laughs> I mean, is some that? some people do like... Dude, I don't even remember playing one. I remember playing one. I mean, I definitely did, but it's like, all my memories are from Battlefront 2. Most of my memories are definitely from Battlefront 2. But I remember there being some, like, some maps that I liked a lot, maybe even more than, like, my favorite map on Battlefront 2. And it was... What was it called? It was like Best Bin Cloud City Platforms. And I just remember that being like a really yeah. cool map. Um, and in the first Battlefront, you couldn't like play as like the heroes or villains. You couldn't be the yeah. Jedi or Sith, which sucked, but like. That's dumb. It was. I don't know. Like when you're going through, when you would actually see those characters, like you, you actually are like afraid. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Run. You're going to die. <laughs> Whereas in like two, it's like, oh, if I do good enough, I can actually play as that character. Yeah. I don't know. It was just different. Good um, 
But yeah, no, Battlefront 2. That's where it was at. So you had the introduction, you know, it, it allowed you to play as like the heroes and villains, especially the the most Eisley level where you could play strictly just heroes and villains. I've told you, I think I've said this on the podcast. Maybe. But I remember specifically <laughs> uh, plugging my PS2 into the Ethernet. Oh. And playing oh, that did. online with people. Because you could Damn. you could do the, like the Sith versus Jedi. Yeah. I and it would totally. just be like a free-for-all. So you could play as Yoda or Dooku or fucking Anakin, Yoda Vader. Game. He's just fucking... Dude, seriously. He was awesome. Bouncing around, and they all had like different around. powers. Like Palpatine, you could just start zapping people. Fucking Vader just had like a slow, just like fly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mace Windu was always my favorite in this game. He's one of my favorite characters oh, yeah. in general, but oh, this game was sick. Because you were like high in the air. You just fucking smash down. Mm-hmm. There's like cracks all along the ground. It's like, damn, this guy's powerful. Yeah, I loved that game. Uh, probably easily my favorite part of Battlefront 2. Yeah. Unfortunately, like we never had internet, so I never got to experience that. But I can imagine that at its prime. You can do it now. So fucking fun. I got shit to do. <laughs> I got shit to play. <laughs> I've got shit to play. And we got Tears of the Kingdom coming out. Indeed. I feel like we should make a Pokemon reference before we forget. There you go. Yeah, but should it be like a... We'll come back to it. I don't know if we should like mention a Pokemon or something. Um, like, I don't know if mentioning a Pokemon reference was a Pokemon reference. Blessy. Blessy. Uh, but this game also introduced space battles. And this was also sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Honestly... Yeah. Like, the most Eisley thing was awesome, but I don't know. Those space battles were fucking dope, dude. They're that cool. may have been my favorite, like, addition. That's fair. Because you could be, especially playing, playing with a friend. Like, you would have one friend who's just, like, destroying the different parts of, like, the, the Star Destroyer. Like, the guns and the mm. shields and the, the jets. While the other guy's, like, trying to sneak in and, you know, sabotage and destroy everything from yeah. the inside. Yeah. So badass. Um... But what I would mainly do is uh, just go to instant action. So that's when you would like just go to a different map. You're you're able to choose any map. You mm-hmm. just fucking go right into the game. You choose your game go blah, game mode. I can't fucking talk today. You choose your game mode, and then you go in the settings. You know difficulty, blah blah blah. But that was awesome. Wasn't I might be wrong, but in Battlefront Two, couldn't you like fucking? Use the the fighter jets to um, circle the ATATs with like a rope and like mm-hmm. make them fall over. Um, I want to say that was maybe in both. I can't remember, but I did make note of that because that was a really fun thing to do. It was fun and it was <clears throat> also pretty challenging. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't remember so it being that easy. Once you like mastered it, oh, so satisfying. Yeah. So satisfying. That was one of the best levels easily. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoth. That's yeah, what Hoth. that level was. Um, this game added very small thing, but this game allowed you to sprint. You couldn't like <laughs> run and shit in the first one. Yeah. But you're able to sprint. Oh, do you know who was fucking OP? There was two people in particular that yeah. were so fucking OP in this the game. The Jordecas. No, I'm, t- I'm talking oh. like out of all the characters you can play as. Um... OP. So OP. I'm not sure. Darth Maul. Okay. And General Grievous. Oh, Grievous? Hell yeah. Dude. Yeah. So hard to fucking beat. I just remembered 
If if it's like a fucking Yoda, Mace Windu, mm-hmm. anybody versus Darth Maul, you're going down. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, no, taking down the AT-ATs, that was so sick. Very satisfying. Um, Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk was another one of mm-hmm. my favorite levels. That was a good one. Yeah, like the home world of the Wookiees. Casual fan, but I know that. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like Battlefront, like most of what I know of Star Wars, I've learned from Battlefront. Yeah. But um, that's all I got. Anything else, video game-wise? Any memories? Like anything from the movies you want to mention? Or just anything Star Wars in general? Master Worst. Skywalker, what are we going to do? Come here. <laughs> Come here, you little shit. Come to daddy. Uh, easily the best scene. Wish they would have shown it, but... <laughs> He just walks out with the kid's head. (laughs) (laughs) They killed like 50 kids in there. Slaughtered them. Those poor children. No remorse. No, not at all. Yeah, no, I don't have any, uh, anything else on that. Um, no, just good memories with both of those games. Obviously, uh, more from the the second game because I remember the day that I got Battlefront two, like Colton was like sleeping over. Oh really, and dude? We oh, just fucking ham on that. That's game. awesome, dude. He spent a lot of time on those new ones. Yeah, because he's yeah, like he an FPS fan. Mm-hmm. God, I don't know how he did it. Remember the uh, this is really random, but remember I definitely don't remember his name, but the fucking like guy with the big head, mm-hmm. like the cone head. Yeah. I was just curious if you remember him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Jedi. Hold on. Keandu Moody? That's close, Something for like sure. that. That sounds like I'm onto something. Keanu Moody, Keanu yeah. Keandu Moody or Mundy. I don't know. That's Mundy. definitely close. Yeah. Ooh, Java's Palace. That was another really good place. Could you, you could play as, like if you're with the Jedi, you could play as, I think her name was... Either Ayla Secura or Rayla Secura. Titty head. Mm-hmm. Titty head bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Titty. <laughs> no, nah, but she was cool. I liked her. Yeah, actually, I want to kind of look just to see all the characters you could use. It's like I'm forgetting some, I believe. Uh, what am I? Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, heroes and villains. Full roster. Yeah. I wonder What? You couldn't play as Ray in this game? Huh? No, this is the new one. I need to do like no, OG. I'm saying you couldn't. I was just kidding. Oh. Still waiting on that PS2 update for them to add Ray. <laughs> <laughs> no DLC back in the day. Um. Oh, Ayla Secure. I see it. Yeah, A-A-L-A. Well, A-A-Y. Captain Phasma? Okay, no. That can't be right. No, that's not right. I don't remember. I don't think you can play as Lando either. No. You look at actual fucking... Heroes and village. We're going to be disappointing. Okay. Yoda, Ayla, Mace, Obi-Wan, Kialdi. 
Oh, Kialdi Mundi. Yeah, you're I had the very last close. name. You're very close. I had like the K in the last name. Mm-hmm. Right. Yoda, Luke, Han, Chewbacca, Princess Leia, Obi-Wan. Dooku, Grievous, Django, Darth Maul, Darth Sidious, Asajj, Ventress. Oh. Hold on. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I definitely don't remember her. Hmm. But only available through Xbox Live patch. Interesting. Very interesting. This, is this like the, this is. What? Just making sure this is like the new, or the old one. Yeah. Vader, Palpatine, Boba, Anakin. Yeah, so we pretty much knew all of them. Yeah. Cool. Good ass cool game. Good ass game. So now, Robert's going to tell us about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, so we're going to prep you to get ready for this uh, new game, Jedi. Is this Survivor Survivor? No, Survivor. Survivor? I think it's just Jedi Survivor. Good show. Like Star Wars Jedi Survivor? That's probably like the full name. Survivor is a good show. Is it? You should check it out. I've never seen that. Check it out, dude. Oh, that's right. You have been. For some reason, when you said that, my mind went to Lost. <laughs> you said like, that last time. But you, oh, gosh. I'm stuck in a loop. Um, Wake up. Got, oh, God. Um, I'm triggered. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. You have been watching a lot of Survivor. But yeah, the, uh, we're going to discuss the plot of this game just to kind of prep you if you do want to end up playing Survivor. You're going to prep me, too. And uh, I never beat this game. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty decent length game. Like I've only gotten halfway through it, and I've tried to play this game like two or three times, but I always end up dropping it. I think it's a decent game at yeah. best. It's like a Dark Souls esque combat style. Um, yeah, it's not. There's nothing that crazy about it. Like I'm hoping this next one is really good. The it did get a nine. Sweet. It got a yeah. nine on out of ten on IGN. That is true. So that's cool. But yeah, if you don't want to spoil the plot, I would definitely turn this off now because we about to. We about to. We about to. All right, let's about get to into dive it. on in. Let's play some music. All right, teach us. Robert's going to teach us about a game. So the story opens five years after Order 66 and the formation of the Empire with Cal Kestis. He is the main protagonist on Bracca as him and his friend Prof work on stripping parts to make new ships for the empire. After an accident that causes Prof to begin falling to his doom, Cal has to make use of his secret Jedi powers, the force to slow his friend's descent and save the scrapper's life. This use of the force is what draws two inquisitors. Inquisitors are Jedi hunters after the empire takes over. Oh, to get rid of and exterminate the Jedi. So, Force is what draws two Inquisitors to the planet where they question a lineup of scrappers looking for Cal. After the lead Inquisitor, the second sister, murders Prof for speaking against the Empire, Cal reveals himself by drawing his lightsaber and is immediately restrained by the ninth sister, who attempts to drop her prisoner off of a cliff if he resists capture. Cal meets Seer, and escapes on her ship with their pilot Grease, only barely evading capture after a one-sided battle with the second sister. She beat their ass. Oh yeah, hundred percent. 
I mean, he was fucking, he wasn't even using his powers. Yeah. He was like just doing a scrapyard shit all day. And at this point, he's like barely a Padawan. Like it's been you five know? years since he's like done anything yeah. Jedi, you know, wise. So, um, where was I? After escaping. Okay. After escaping from Braca, Cal introduces himself to Seer, who reveals herself to be a, Je- a former Jedi that is in some way cut off from the Force. Grease introduces himself as the pilot of the Mantis, their ship. While on the ship, Cal also picks up on a guitar, picks up a guitar-like instrument, and plays a song based on a Force echo that he reads from the object, revealing that he can learn from past objects through the Force. Mm. Pretty interesting. He's gifted. Oh, yeah. The first stop after escaping the Inquisitors is to a small unknown planet, Bogano, where Seer instructs Cal to meet someone to help on a mission for the now-destroyed Jedi Order. This someone that Cal meets is a small droid named BD-1, who I think, in my opinion, BD-1 is like the best droid in Star Wars. He is fucking cool. He's pretty cute. You wouldn't know. You haven't played the game, fucker. I've played the game. I haven't beat it. Okay, whatever, dude. I've got decently far. How many? How many hours? Hours. It's a unit of measurement. Mm. There's 60 minutes an hour, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got that right. Um, I mean, it was at least like 10-ish. Okay. Like 10-ish. Okay. Yeah. I retract my statement. I am sorry. I am a sorry. It's okay. It's okay. All Continue. right, so... Cal meets a small droid named BD-1 who leads the young Jedi, who's technically still a Padawan, through the planet to find a workshop that belonged to a Jedi named Eno Cordova. Eno? Eno, I think? I would say Eno. Eno Cordova, Seer's well, former master. Yeah, I don't know. After traveling traveling through some puzzles and learning clues about Cordova, Cal finds a force echo that has him rel- relive a memory of training with his master, Jero Tapal the original owner of the lightsaber that Cal uses. The memory ends with Cal remembering how to run on walls. With this new ability acquired, Cal is able to move forward to an ancient temple temple built by a race of force wielders that predate the Jedi known as the Zepho. In the Zepho temple, BD-1 reveals a hidden recording of Eno Cordova, who instructs whoever BD-1 is choosing to help to seek out more Zepho temples and crypts in order to uncover a holocron that Cordova has hidden that has a list of Force-sensitive children. Mm. The future. The future of the Jedi. Yeah. So essentially, you're, the plot so far is just you're looking for an artifact that shows Force-wielding children as they're the only ones who yeah. survived after Order 66 to rebuild the Jedi. Children that have enough... like. A lot of those mata midichlorianos. <laughs> yeah, midichloriano. Midichlorianite those. Because <laughs> you need those to use the, the force, the midichlorians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an organism. I'm a casual fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before arriving to a Wookiee planet, Kashyyyk, Seer reveals what happened to her and, the, and her Padawan, Trilla. Trilla! Claiming that after Order 66, she shut herself off from the Force following the loss of a group of young Padawans as well as Trilla. The story is clearly difficult for Seer to open up about and there seems to be something that she is still omitting parts of her past. 
Cow returns to Zepho in search of the newly discovered tomb of Mictrul, attempting to uncover its secrets before the Empire can solve its mysteries. The second sister, having caught wind of Cal's previous adventures in the no longer abandoned mines, appear to finish what they had started on Braca, attempting to capture or kill the Padawan. However, after another one-sided fight, Cal escapes with the help of BD-1, but not before the second sister reveals herself to be Trilla, Seer's former Padawan, who is supposedly dead. In the ensuing conversation, Trilla sheds light on the parts of Seer's story that the former Jedi didn't want to admit when speaking earlier. Apparently, the Empire tortured Seer until she gave up Trilla's location, and after capturing the Padawan, the Inquisitors turned Trilla into one of them. Trilla also claims that after seeing what had happened to her, Seer broke under that, re- broke under that strain of seeing what had been done and used the power of the dark side to escape. Unlimited power. Oh, power. Do you think you could read this next paragraph, like, as a rap? For the rest of Cal's adventure through Zepho, Trilla hacks into his communication network, cutting him off from his crew on the Mantis and taunting him along the way. Cal manages to press on, however, and he does eventually find the tomb of Mictrol, where another Force Echo shows him another memory of Jero and grants him the ability to use force pull. Additionally, the discovery of the tomb unlocks another recording from Eno Cordova that tells of an ancient item known as the Zepho Astraeum that has been hidden somewhere in the galaxy. It's free verse. You don't got to rhyme. It's free verse. Yeah, of course. Had I known I was going to wrap it, I would have formatted it. Dude, really. You just got to be prepared, man. You don't know what I'm going to throw at you. That's true. From there, Trilla sets a trap to kill Cal, but the Padawan escapes and begins hurrying back to the Mantis to regroup with his crew and confront Seer about what had just what he had just learned. Before Cal arrives to the Mantis, however, he is caught by a bounty hunter who binds him and knocks him out. How did he do that? This guy's a Jedi. It's Django. He's back. The world goes black. I can do it. And Cal falls unconscious until he reawakens in an unfamiliar cell without his lightsaber and BD-1. Where did they go? Mm. They just grow grow legs and walk away? You tell us. Well, Cal finds himself in a prison run by the Axion Brood and overseen by Source Sork Tormo. A name that perceptive players might recognize to be related to the arena battles that Greece regularly bets on. After escaping confinement and reuniting with BD-1, Cal arrives at the arena and has to face off against monsters from all over the galaxy. The battle is cut short after defeating the bounty hunter who captured Cal when Greece flies the madness into the arena to pick the imprisoned Jedi again. Technically still a Padawan. Oh. Back on the Manus, Cal confronts Seer with the revelation that Trilla is alive and that Seer is responsible for the former Padawan turning to the dark side. Seer admits to her shame, revealing that she's cut herself off from the Force because of how she used the dark side to kill everyone responsible for turning Trilla before escaping from Fortress Inquisitorius. I hate that name. (laughs) Fortress Inquisitorius. Cal doesn't fully forgive Seer for lying, 
but agrees to continue his mission for what it can mean for the galaxy. Attaboy, Cal. Similarly, Grease takes a moment to apologize to Cal for his involvement in attracting the attention of the Axion Brood bounty hunters. Grease says specifically that he made a mistake, and it's implied that he may have sold Cal out, but is never said point blank. It is possible that he feels responsible responsible for being sloppy and leaving the open to hacking because he was watching the games, but that is still up to your interpretation. Back on Kashyyyk, on the way up to the origin tree, Cal is confronted by the Ninth Sister in her personal fighter, but is saved by the mythical Shio bird. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. Shio, Shio. Which is wounded in the encounter. After finding the Shio, Cal helps remove a piece of the Ninth Sister's ship from its wing and heals it with one of BD-1's health stems. As a result, the Shiyu offers Cal a ride to the top of the origin tree where he has another Force Echo-inspired memory of Jero that helps him relearn how to use Force Jump. That This is basically just a double jump. Imagine that. like Being able to just like jump and then jump on air after that. That'd be sick. That'd be really helpful. I'd love that. Like in real life, just do the Yoshi. And then slam down. Do your Yoshi, dude. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> just a casual fan. Yeah. So, at the top of the tree, the Ninth Sister confronts Cow, where they fight, and the young Padawan finally earns his first win over an Inquisitor. Congrats, Cal. Nice. At the top of the world tree, BD-1 also unlocks another recording of Eno Cordova, which directs Cal to head to Dothamir in order to find the Zepho Astrium, which is the final step to unlocking Cordova's holocron. Mm. From here, Cal returns to the Mantis full of pride for defeating the Ninth Sister and informs the crew that they need to head for Dothamir. Cal heads to Dathomir for what seems to be the final step towards getting the holocron. I don't know why I wrote that twice. And beginning <laughs> to rebuild the Jedi Order. Upon arriving, Cal meets a night, sa- night sister, one of the Force Witches of, of Dathomir, who warns for him to leave and sends her night brothers to kill him. Failing to take this advice, Cal continues through Dathomir until he reaches a night brother city. But his advance is halted, and the Padawan is sent into the pit that is used as a trial for Night Brothers to become warriors. This man can't catch a break. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Along the path of the trial, Cal, and Cal encounters the Gorgara, a huge bat-like creature that acts as the trial for new Night Brother warriors. After an extended battle with the flying creature that drags Cal into the sky before being put down for good, the monster dies and the Padawan continues his journey through Dothamir. The final step is to finish tearing through the Night Brother village before finally arriving at the final Zepho Temple. Blocking the path to the Zepho Temple is an imposing figure who reveals himself to be a former Jedi named Malakos, who crash-landed on Dothamir after Order 66. Since crash-landing, he took control of the Night Brothers and convinced Night Sister Marin to help him live as a king on Dothamir. Mm. However, he doesn't stop Cal from moving forward, instead offering the Padawan the chance to join him on the dark side. Malakos and Cal are both attacked by Marin, and Cal is forced into the temple. 
Another vision sends Cal back through another memory of Jero, this one being of when Order 66 was enacted and the Jedi Order fell. The ensuing chaos involves Cal escaping the clone troopers through the space station where he had been training with Jero. Unfortunately, Jero does not survive the encounter with the countless clones on the ship, but he is able to help Cal escape and send him on his way to Bracca, where the rest of the story will start in five years. After the vision, Cal is confronted by a vision of Jero T'Pol, who challenges the Padawan to a duel and casts blame for the Master's death. The fight results in Cal destroying his own lightsaber in frustration, crushing the kyber crystal that powers it, and leaving it useless. Having failed his mission, Cal leaves the temple in shame, forced to run back to the ship with no way to, de- to defend himself. Seer suggests that the crew head to Ilum, the source of all kyber crystals, in order to build Cal a new lightsaber. Cal doesn't respond positively at first, but he does eventually take the advice and the crew heads to the planet where Padawan visits where Padawan visit to build their lightsabers. Once they arrive, Seer gives Cal her lightsaber to include into his own when he finds a new kyber crystal. Cal manages to use the broken kyber crystal to make a dual-bladed lightsaber that can split into two separate lightsabers. Once Cal reaches the Zepho Temple, he is once again confronted by an image of Zero DePaul, but he chooses not to fight and instead accepts the truth and pain of what happened five years ago. Inside the tomb, Cal is confronted by Marin, who explains what a former Jedi killed had killed all of the Night Sisters, and Cal convinces her to let go of her hate and move forward. Together, the two take down Malakos within the tomb of Kujet and free Dothamir from his reign. Having defeated the Dark Jedi, Cal continues into the tomb to find the Zepho Astrium. Marin joins the crew on the Mantis to retrieve the Holocron, but questions if the children will be more safe after finding them. Using the Zepho Astrium of Un- <clears throat> Bogano to open the way to the Holocron, Cal is given another vision through a mirror hidden in the temple. The vision shows Cal beginning to beginning a brand new Jedi Order with young Padawans, but his new temple was found by the Empire, who then systematically exterminates each of the children before eventually turning Cal to the dark side. Why couldn't that happen? That would have been so much cooler. Mm-hmm. Cal turning to the dark side? Oh, that would have been sweet. Or give you the <clears throat> option. The option? Yeah. Now that would have been way better. After the vision, Trilla appears again for another fight that she easily wins, but Cal is able to take her lightsaber, which triggers a force echo of Trilla's past to the dark side. The pain of the Inquisitor's life cripples Cal as he is forced to watch her transformation in the moment when Seer killed their captors after seeing her Padawan turn. Once the vision ends, Cal awakens to see that Trilla has escaped with the Holocron, leaving a squad of stormtroopers to guard the entrance of the Zepho Temple. Back at the Mantis, Cal informs the crew that Trilla has the Holocron and fully makes amends with Seer after having witnessed what had happened to her firsthand. Having no other choice, Seer realizes where Trilla would have taken the Holocron and leads Cal to the fortress Inquisitorius. <laughs> Before they leave, however, Seer knights Cal as a true Jedi Knight as they head out to steal back the stolen Holocron. Finally. He's a fucking Jedi, dude. Oh, yeah. He's a Jedi Knight. 
After fighting through stormtroopers and purge troopers, Cal finally finds himself in the same torture chamber where Trilla was turned and Seer first used the power of the dark side. Trilla reveals herself here with the holocron in her possession and challenges Cal to one final duel. Cal finally wins a hard won fight against the second sister and retrieves the holocron from her. And here's when it gets good. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting there. Seer attempts to reach Trilla, begging to bring her back to the Jedi Order. But they are interrupted by a surprise appearance by the most powerful Sith of all time, Darth Vader. What ensues ensues is a true moment of horror as Cal has to run from the opposing force of Darth Vader. After the Sith cuts down Trilla and seemingly throws Seer into a pit of fire, unable to escape, Cal is eventually caught and impaled by his own lightsaber before being saved by Seer, who survived being tossed aside. Seer is able to hold Vader back during the power of the dark side. Oh, fuck. During using the power of the dark side. (laughs) But Cal convinces her to turn away from the dark. Cal then destroys the walls of the underwater facility in order to escape while Vader has to hold back the water. With both Seer and Cal almost dead in the water, the two are ultimately saved by Marin, who teleports into the ocean and transports them back to the Manus. Once on board with the Holocron and the list of Force-sensitive children that could rebuild the Jedi Order, Cal and the crew debate on what to do with the list they spent so much time to find. After some deliberation, Cal destroys the Holocron, claiming that the Force will decide what happens to them. Finn. Nice. So all of that shit just to destroy the fucking Holocron, bro? Yeah, it's a... Stupid fucking ending. Yeah. What the fuck's this game about? That's what I want to know. Survivor? Survive? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just continuing, uh, you know, the rebuilding of the Jedi Order, I'm sure. <laughs> he was like, wait, there's another holocron out there. <laughs> With more children's names. I won't destroy it this time for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I have, I have no clue. I've uh I think I've seen some of the trailers for Sur- Survivor, but I haven't really done a deep dive and tried to piece it together like we did with you know Tears of the Kingdom, right? You know theories and whatnot. Yeah, I mean I think the the game is interesting enough. Yeah, um, if you're a Star Wars fan, like yeah, for sure. I mean these are easily uh, you know one of the top games in Star Wars. As far as, you know, like RPG. Yeah. I just felt like the, um, it wasn't a bad game. I'm sorry if I gave that impression. It's not a bad game. It's just like the pacing was just so slow. I agree. It's like a fucking, you're a Jedi, dude. Yeah, you're a Padawan. Like, I want to play Force Unleashed where I'm like a badass Jedi or, you know, a badass yes. Force wielder. Yeah. And that's what I thought going into it. I thought, because I was like, I love the Force Unleashed. I can have this other action adventure, like RPG-esque Star Wars game to get into. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I was totally wrong. This is more like a fucking Soulsborne game. Yeah. Which is cool in its own right. Mm -hmm. Like, Don't get me wrong. Like a Soulsborne Star Wars game. That's dope. Yeah. But I just was under the impression that it was like, yeah. Like even, even like the combat, like as a Jedi you are like a master of combat, you know? Mm-hmm. Or even as a Padawan, you're learning to be a master of combat. Right. 
And there's just not a lot that you can do in the game. Mm-hmm. There's like a few combos. You can keep kind of upgrading combos, but even at the end of the game, you're not fucking doing crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, even when like Ahsoka was a Padawan, she was still a badass. Yeah. Um, but from like the gameplay that I've seen for Survivor, it seems like we're getting more of that. Yeah. Like there's a lot more stuff that he now knows because he's a Jedi Knight at this point. Exactly. So it's not like, hey, we got to start from the, the ground up. Um, But I don't know. It, it may be something I, I try out now that I know like what the story of this game is. It's not like I have to like play through it. Yeah. Um, I can just jump right on in. It's very true. Um, you got anything else? Tell me a story. Random story. Shoot. So, me and my buddy and our friend yesterday, we went to, because me and my buddy, we were going to see some stand-up. Uh-huh. And beforehand, um, we went to a ramen shop. Yeah. Which is like, you think it's going to be dope. And it wasn't bad, but I've solidified that that style of ramen is just not for me. Really? Yeah, it's not. You don't think so? No, I thought it was okay. But I don't know. It just, no. Nah, I should have got the sushi. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I'm that friend, by the way. Yeah, it was him and our friend Haley. Yeah. Um, How was that story? Is that okay? Uh, Was my delivery all right? It was pretty good. Nothing like it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing um, like a Jimmy John's pickle. I don't know. But yeah, Star I, I Wars, that's it. all I got. Hmm? I said I enjoyed it. Yeah, again, it wasn't bad, but I just... Mm. Maybe if someone's got... like, hey, um, let's go get dinner. What do you think? There's this ramen place. We can go get sushi. We can go to the steakhouse. Ramen's going to be at the bottom. <laughs> You're an me. American. You want some steak. I mean, even sushi. Like I was... Steak and sushi. Oh, that sounds good. Steak in sushi. In the sushi. I've had that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good stuff. But yeah, no, as far as uh, Star Wars. Okay, if you were to eat one being from Star Wars, being one entity from Star Wars, that's not Leia, who would it be? Oh. (laughs) Ayla Secura. Okay. Thought you were like an Ahsoka guy. I mean, similar, but... What about you? Um, I would probably you going eat... for that Jabba. Nah, nah. I think. Uh, what are those things called? You know, you know the, the guys. Ocean. A what? Mm. I think there's a, there's like a race called Geonosians or something. Who are the uh, who are the little guys in the ropes with the uh, like the shadow face with the yellow eyes? Oh, Jawas. Yeah, I'd eat a Jawa. Eat a Jawa. Yeah, mm. it might so, taste good. I just don't know what ooh, their their change my answer. Skin looks Ewok. like Ewok. I'd eat an Ewok. Ooh, okay. Cute. That's kind of somewhat fucked up. cute. They're like pug cute. Bro, you'd probably. Have an allergic reaction. Probably. <laughs> I think the Jawas, I mean, although it's like a mask, I think they're cuter than the Ewoks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Ewoks are just So I'd rather eat the crazy less cute looking. one. That's fair. Okay. 
Well, um, thank you for that information. You are welcome. I guess we can just wrap it up there then. Yeah. No, that's, it's been that's all I got. Episode 27 of episode the Hardcore 27, Podcast. 27. 27. So that was a Star Wars episode for May the 4th. Yes, it was. We're just casual fans, you know? Just, just Don't a little, judge us too hard. A couple We're little casuals. Little casuals. Uh, see y'all next week. Yeah. See you next week. Peace. Unlimited power. I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. You know what we should do? What? We should do a, uh, like a, kind of like a try not to cringe challenge, but it's us not watching videos, but we're just trying to make each other cringe. Okay. You know?